Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about deep state mutes whistleblowers. That's correct, deep state mutes whistleblowers. Now, for all the talk of disclosure and congressional hearings and the U.S. government and other governments wanting to come out and share the truth with uh, the public, we're seeing another side. This article uh, here is from theblackvault.com and it's talking about John Greenwald's attempt to get uh, correspondence between uh, uh, David Grush and that deep state talking about his whistleblowing activity and how Greenwald has been shut down yet again. The title says, The Black Vault's Appeal Rejected in Pursuit of UFO Whistleblowers Communications with ICIG. In June of 2023, the Black Vault filed a Freedom of Information Act request for all records and materials submitted or communicated to the Office of the Intelligence of Community Inspector General, that's ICIG, by David Charles Grush in or around May of 2022. David Grush is known as a UFO whistleblower, and the requests aim to obtain various forms of correspondence, reports, memos, notes, transcripts, photos, videos, and other documents related to his communications with ICIG. On January 5th of 2024, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, that's ODNI, responded to the Black Vault's request with a GLOMAR response, that's spelled G-L-O-M-A-R, stating that they could neither confirm nor deny the existence of the requested records. The ODNI cited FOIA exemption B3 in conjunction with Section 103HG3A of the National Security Act of 1947, as amended 50 U.S.C. 3033-G3-A as the basis for their denial. This section of the National Security Act protects the non-disclosure of employees' identity without their consent. So they're saying, well, Grush doesn't want you, he hasn't given consent to, to release this stuff, so we can't release his communications, even though, of course, he would have been a public employee at the time. Specifically, it states, the Inspector General shall not disclose the identity of the employee without the consent of the employee unless the inspector general determines that such disclosure is unavoidable during the course of the investigation or the disclosure is made to an official of the Department of Justice responsible for determining whether a prosecution should be undertaken. The Black Vault appealed the decision on January 8, 2024. The appeal argued that David Charles Grush had already publicly disclosed his identity and details of his communication with the ICG through testimony before Congress, public speaking engagements, news interviews, and the publication of his complaint through his attorney. The Black Vault contended that his public availability of related information challenged the rationale for applying the cited exemption to the requested records. So Gresh has been going all over the place telling people that he knows a lot more but can't talk about it, implying, just like they've said here, that he wouldn't care 
But what's the deep state doing? Well, they're going to bury all those communications. The appeal also emphasized that the release of the requested information would contribute significantly to the public understanding of government operations, particularly the activities of the ICIG, aligning with the core purpose of the FOIA to promote transparency and accountability in government. Well, the FOIA might promote some transparency and accountability, but I think the main purpose of the FOIA uh, as it's turned out, has been just to create limited hangouts because they can control what comes out to such a degree. Despite these arguments, on February 21, 2024, the ODNI denied the appeal, affirming their initial decision. They stated that after careful consideration, they found no reason to overturn their original response. The ODNI's decision to deny the appeal highlights a lack of transparency in government operations as it prevents the public from accessing information about the interactions between a known whistleblower and the ICIG, which could be crucial for understanding government accountability and oversight and matters related to UFOs and national security. Well, I agree, and that's exactly what they don't want. They don't want accountability. They don't want oversight. After all, we're talking about the Department of Defense. When you get right down to it, the same folks that cannot account, or I should say will not account, for $1.55 trillion, half of their assets. If they can't account for half the stuff that they're supposed to be in charge of, half their guns, half their tanks, half their airplanes, half their buildings, half of their bases, if they can't account for half of that, then how on earth are they going to account for correspondence between a UFO whistleblower and one of their intelligence uh, apparatus? It goes ahead and gives a letter here that was written to John Greenwald. And then it says, uh, Mr. Greenwald, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence received your letter dated uh, January 8, 2024, where in the initial uh, January 5, 2024 determination was administratively appealed. We have determined after careful consideration of this appeal that our initial decision should be affirmed. If dissatisfied with this action, you have the right to seek judicial review in federal district court in accordance with 5 U.S.C. 552-A4B as a non-exclusive alternative to litigation. You may also seek dispute resolution services through the Offices of Government Information Services, OGIS, at the National Archives and Record Administrations, blah, blah, blah. In other words, go pound sand. So that's, that is the service that you get from your government. That's what's going on with David Grush. Uh, you have someone like John Greenwald tries to get to the bottom of it, tries to get his communications between uh, Grush and the deep state. And the deep state says, go pound sand. You're not going to hear a thing about this. Meanwhile, you have people like Sean Kirkpatrick going out and writing letters and, and speaking publicly without naming Grush specifically. But you know, trying to, I think, basically deperson him. Why not put the cards on the table? Why not let us see the communication between Gresh and this intelligence apparatus of the DOD? Well, they want to keep you in the dark. They don't want accountability. This has been going on forever, really. Uh, I found this older article here from the BBC.com dated August 5th, 2010. Churchill ordered UFO cover-up National Archives show and it has a pretty cool looking uh, diagram that, that must be from, I guess, the World War II era. Of these, somebody has drawn here of a, 
of a UFO that was witnessed. It says spotters often drew what they saw and sent pictures to the MOD. So these would have been probably uh, UK pilots. And it's kind of an oblong uh, saucer-shaped thing with lights all around it. Very detailed description. Anyway, the article goes on. It says, the government took the threat of UFOs so seriously in the 1950s that UK intelligence chiefs met to discuss the issue. Newly released files show. Of course, this is 2010. Ministers even went on to commission weekly reports on UFO sightings from a committee of intelligence experts. The papers also include a wartime account claiming Prime Minister Winston Churchill ordered a UFO sighting be kept secret to prevent mass panic. Notice how they kind of shade the language on that. The files show reports of UFOs peaked in 1996 when the X-Files was popular. The Joint Intelligence Committee is better known for providing briefings to the government on matters relating to security, defense, and foreign affairs. But the latest batch of UFO files released from the Ministry of Defense to the National Archives shows that in 1957, the committee received reports detailing an average of one UFO sighting a week. The files also include an account of a wartime meeting attended by Winston Churchill in which it is claimed the Prime Minister was so concerned about a reported encounter between a UFO and RAF bombers that he ordered it be kept secret for at least 50 years to prevent mass panic. Now, when you got 60, 70, 80 year old men telling us that you should keep stuff locked up for 50 years, uh, they want that just tells me that they want to make sure that uh, neither they or any of their children are going to be held accountable or, or any of their friends or the younger people in this apparatus uh, is as one person I've heard calls this whole deep state thing the blob, well, the blob there is protecting itself, okay? 50 years is a long time. They figure by then uh, it'll be forgotten and anybody who's upset uh, won't be around to be upset anymore. So you might as well just say it's never going to be released. Nick Pope, who used to investigate UFO sightings for the MOD, said, the interesting thing is that most of the UFO files from that period have been destroyed. Now, why would they be destroyed, number one? And number two, do we know for sure they've been destroyed or have they just been locked away, uh, you know, in, in a safe somewhere? Have they been digitized? Are they just out of reach? But what happened is that a scientist whose grandfather was one of Churchill's bodyguards said, look, Churchill and Eisenhower got together to cover up this phenomenal UFO sighting that was witnessed by an RAF crew on their way back from a bombing raid. The reason apparently was because Churchill believed it would cause mass panic and it would shatter people's religious views. There you go with the whole religious slanting thing again. This is secondhand information. It almost seems like they're using that as a crutch to try to, uh, I don't know, make excuses for possibly what, their own collusion with these things? I don't know. Reports of sightings of UFOs peaked in 1996 in the UK when science fiction drama The X-Files was popular. According to the files, there were more than 600 reports in 1996 compared with an average of 240 in the previous five years. The figures for 1996 show 609 reported sightings of unidentified flying objects, 343 letters from the public to the MOD's UFO desk, and 22 inquiries and questions from MPs. But by 2009, the MOD's UFO inquiry desk had been closed down. The 18 files released on Thursday are the latest to come out as part of a three-year project between MOD and the National Archives. Why would it take three years? Just like in this country, why do we have to have meeting after meeting after meeting with no actual real revelation of what's going on? Why is it that John Greenwald is completely denied FOIA requests? 
Why is it that we even Stanton Friedman, he talks about when he was uh, made FOIA requests and then gets page after page of blacked out documents or whited out documents, I guess, back then. So you have this pattern of the deep state muting whistleblowers. Even when these guys come forward, it doesn't matter if it's David Grush, doesn't matter if it's pilots from World War II. They come forward, they tell their story, they attempt to tell their story, and they're immediately shut down by the deep state, whether that's shut down in their tracks as government employees, or whether that is, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40, 70 years on, the information being held secret with these guys refusing to release it. Oh, we'll release it in 50 years. Oh, we'll release it in 75 years. You know, it never comes. Here we have uh, Kennedy's been uh, assassinated, what, 60 years ago. Still don't have the documents. Still don't have it. it it's, it's as if this stuff is just never going to be released. And you have to ask yourself, what are they protecting? What could possibly be so important that 50, 60, 70 years on, they're still keeping this stuff secret? Dr. Clark told the BBC, says, since the Freedom of Information Act arrived in 2005, the subject, UFOs, have become the third most popular subject for people to write to the MOD saying, please, could you release this file or papers that you hold on this particular case? What they've decided to do is to be totally open and to say, look, we're not holding any secrets back about this subject. We've got all these files and we're going to make them available for available to the public. And that's just about the biggest line there. Now, they just told you that a lot of this stuff's been thrown away. In other words, you're never going to see it. But at the same time, they're telling you that they're going to be totally open and transparent. One, and that's the MOD there in the UK, really no better here in the US. One includes details on aerial phenomena prepared for a meeting of the Cabinet's Joint Intelligence Committee in April 1957. According to a note included in the Red Book, the weekly intelligence survey, four incidents involving UFOs tracked by the RFA radars were unexplained. So here we are. You know, 60, 70 years later, just starting to get to this stuff. Goes on, talks a little bit about the Spaceman documents. Uh, it lists some of those. It says, here's one, a near missile with an unidentified object reported by the captain and first officer of a 737 plane approaching Manchester Airport in 1995. A mountain rescue team called to investigate a crashed UFO in the Brewery Mountains in Wales in 1974. Attempted break-ins at RAF Rudlow Manor at Wilshire, sometimes referred to as Britain's Area 51, the U.S.'s secretive desert military base, the Western Isles incident when a loud explosion was reported in the sky over the Atlantic in the Outer Hebrides, the 14 minutes of missing film related to the Blue Streak missile test launched in 1964, believed by some to show a spaceman, a gambler from Leeds who held a 100 to 1 bet on alien life being discovered before the end of the 20th century and who approached the government for evidence to support his claim after the bookmakers refused to pay out. The MOD said it was open-minded about extraterrestrial life but had no evidence of its existence. Wow. The files come from more than 5,000 pages of UFO reports and letters and drawings from members of the public as well as questions raised by MPs and Parliament. This is why it's so important to crowdsource this stuff. This is why it's so important to come up with our own information. Because it doesn't matter if it's in the UK or if it's in the US, uh, you're not ever going to get disclosure from any of these government entities. The information is too valuable. It, it, at the very least, they can, uh, they can convert whatever uh, technological advances they discover. They can monetize that for their own purposes. Uh, they can use these technological advances to control society even more, to psychologically and 
uh, if necessary, physically manipulate us, there's no way they're ever turning it loose. And I think just most recent denial of a FOIA request by John Greenwald asking for the communications uh, between David Grush and this intelligence agency just goes to show this. They're not going to tell us, so we have to do our own disclosure. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.